This is Jeff Combs. You're listening to Nightmare Junket. Get a job at a sideshow. of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that much like tim capello still believes in the power of the saxophone my name is greg d i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we're taking stock in all these scary and spooky things we did this october with our annual halloween hangover and whether you've had a hair of the werewolf that bit you or not, you can listen into our show. Simply search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. I'll open your leftover candy hole. <laughs> and if you are, uh, you know, I guess, imbibing on your candy and you're bored out there, uh, you can find us on social media. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is on that book of face where we have an events tab, which leads to shenanigans and memory shenanigans. And as this episode is releasing on Friday, November 4th, if you live in the Kansas City area, uh, head on over to screenland.com where they will have your uh, memory shenanigans taken yeah. care of indoors and virtually. What, what are memory shenanigans? Well, because we're talking about memories oh, that we've true. had of the year and then memories being made that memories about to be made with this Friday Night Frights that is coming up. Yeah, you're right. And I would have normally included shenanigans within the intro. In fact, going th- when I was kind of I was like, where's shenanigans? I, of course, know the shenanigans where they are. So that being said, because this Friday Night Fright coming up. Ooh-wee. The movie that dares to ask the question, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. Well, not only is it launching Screenland's Noir Vember, mm-hmm. where we're going to get a little classier with our Friday Night Frights. A little classy. We're going to be celebrating the birthday of one genius, Mickey. so technically... It's going to be classy and trashy. Happy birthday, even though we're recording way in advance. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I... Adore this movie. This movie, it, Silence of the Lambs, is absolutely one of my favorites. Well, and if you go back to 2000, last year's Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament, it went all the way to the final round. Mm-hmm. Competed and lost, sadly, but we both shared our memorable, Odd, memorable. Yes, very memorable. In theater experiences back in 1991. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be good to revisit it again together. We can conquer this genius, and we're going to have a good time celebrating. We're all going to be having a great, great old time. We're just going to make a scream. Am I going to have to constantly be like, you know, genius doesn't taunt? (laughs) It's Ted Levine. He's the reason why I can't watch Monk anymore. (laughs) Fucking every time he comes on screen, he fucking... Hey, Monk, would you solve a crime? It's like, ah. And don't forget, he also shows up in Heat as well. Mm -hmm. And fucking uh, The Mangler. He's all over. He's that guy. Now, speaking of that, guys, uh, looking towards to our next Friday Night Fright, again, staying classy, but getting hot, sweaty, heading down to Nolens mm-hmm. as we take in a film that it's been a while since I've seen. Oh, yeah. Had a lot of controversy. Oh, yeah. Taking in uh, 
Angel Heart. Mm-hmm. With Lisa Bonet. Yes. Uh-huh. And Mickey Rourke back in the day. Yeah. And Pre- voodoo. Voodoo and Satan and sex. sex. <laughs> and like... Wow. It, it was, if there wasn't an internet back when this was released, but we still all knew oh, yeah. of this movie. Oh, yeah. It had a reputation. Yes, it did. I haven't seen this movie for at least 15 years, if not more, 20 maybe. So I'm anxious to see it up on the big screen, yeah. seeing it with people, and to see how it hits. Because if anything, I just remember Robert De Niro creepily peeling away that hard-boiled egg. Yeah, and being a creep. Absolutely. Just being a big old creep. Like king everybody's creep. in this movie's a kinky creep. Like everybody's in this movie's a kinky creep. <laughs> well, looking at the other repertory screenings that are happening the weekend of the fourth, again mentioned that Screenland is going for Noir Vember, which they're going old school mm-hmm. with a lot of Noir flicks, which quite honestly, my the my filmography gap with those wide open oh yeah me too so that's on a lot of them well that being said then uh starting with one that is a a classic i've seen that jack nicholson uh forget it jack it's nightmare junkhead Uh my sister (laughs) my mother my slap 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 Mm -hmm. chinatown it's chinatown baby have you seen it i've seen that okay i'm so i'm hoping to see it up on the big screen because i know of it Mm -hmm. but the front to end front to beginning you know right that that experience it, it kills it kills but then also speaking of killing i'm not gonna lie the pre-show for this one i almost put in a lita ford music video because it's the classic noir kiss me deadly <laughs> but i didn't know if the crowd that was coming in would have the appreciation and a sense of humor enough to see lita ford crawling across the video screen saying kiss me deadly well you know i think it would work <laughs> but it's another uh i've seen that for me uh We'll look forward to that. Now, if you don't live in the Kansas City area and you're hearing all this cool stuff that's happening at Screenland and uh, you would like to support from afar, there are a couple ways you can do that. Uh, First, go to ScreenlandOnline.com where they have a number of films that you can rent from them directly or even better, become a member of their film family by going to Patreon.com slash Screenland where amongst the many perks... Genius and I offer up our services. Mm-hmm. If you can't be here for Friday Night Frights, we bring Friday Nights to you with <laughs> the home game. With our monthly Shutter shout out movie watch party. And the next one that we're going to be putting together is going to come out on November 26th. This one's going to be rad. Well, in the spirit of Thanksgiving, we thought we would give some thanks mm-hmm. to certain members of our film family. In fact, we're going to point one out right now. Film family member Chad. This one's for you. And you know what? You you know who is at the very first movie night that I put on in my basement? Hmm. Chad. Really? He was there for 3 o'clock high. This was pre-genius. This is way before genius. This yeah. is before I even thought about putting you know my voice to a podcast. In fact, probably better days in the podcasting world. But regardless, Chad has been there from the beginning. And Chad, we're very thankful for him because, number one, Awesome rad. Uh, what would you say? He's fucking rad. Indeed. He's fucking rad Chad. But he bestowed us, bestowed upon us, gifted us a, a beaded curtain. A staple of Friday Night Frights now. Whenever whenever it's, the beaded curtain comes up, you know that's your sign. Something sleazy is going to happen. 
where we're going to the 70s. And oh, well, we, we're, we're sleazy shit happens all the time. And we often speak of the video stores that had the beaded curtain. Yeah. Where behind it existed a treasure trove of stuff that you were not supposed to see. Mm-hmm. So as you say, that shit idea... And I'm sure some people might, at this point, have this Pavlovian response where they go, oh, the beaded curtain's oh. out? Oh. It might not be for me tonight. Or then other people are like, like oh, yes. yeah, the beaded curtain. Fuck yeah. Well, we're putting together a double feature via Shutter worthy of a beaded curtain, a very 42nd Street inspired beaded curtain. One's going to be a first timer for both of us. Mm hmm. And another one is... Oh, one's going to be a classic. One's going to be a wonder... It's going to make you go... Sneer and scream bastards to the heavens. Well, what's great is the fr- when we actually did that particular film as a Friday Night Fright, one of the trailers was for the film that we're going to open with, I imagine, and that is Torso, uh-huh. because it saturates the screen with terror. I showed you a bit of that trailer. It killed during the piece of screening. Mm-hmm. It was one of those, if you recall, it like killed. So I'm anxious to see that. going to be a first timer. Mm-hmm. But then we are indeed going to close out. Oh, with Pieces. Pieces is great. Pieces is a classic 42nd Street <laughs> slasher. Sleazy from the word get. Just, oh, and and Susan Day George. Mm-hmm. Susan Day George. That's all you need. Well, that and Bastards. It's a classic for a reason. Now, that being said, both of those films are streaming on Shudder. But by joining the Screenland Film family, you're going to have access to that home content, which is a customized pre-show, mm-hmm. a video introduction by Genius and myself, where we give some information, a little context with the movies, uh, customized trailers for each individual film, and then, of course, the post-film discussion, where we'll have a lot to talk about. Yeah. It's it's pieces. Oh, it's pieces. The conversation will be exactly what you think, you think it, it is. You think it is? Yeah. It, you don't need to go to Texas to have a massacred podcast. <laughs> but it helps if you're on a waterbed. <laughs> exactly. In fact, in fact, it helps a lot. In, this spo- this podcast is going to be sponsored by Smoking Pot and Making Love on a Waterbed. It really is. It really is. <laughs> Out of context, in context. Whatever. It it's matter. wacky. It's pieces. This is exactly what you think it is. So if that sounds great, head on over to patreon.com slash screenland. But genius, if we're talking a Patreon and film family. You bellies. We also have our own little freaky film family happening on a Patreon. And I'd like to highlight all of the goodies that we offered up in the month of October. It was fantastic. <laughs> That's main feed. I'm talking to our pallies, baby. And oh, also, yeah. though, it should be said, now that I know you've got the Paul Lynn in your back pocket, <laughs> feel free to unsheath and unleash at any time. <laughs> That's funny. Go along with the Ian McShane. Just like whenever. Just have at. <laughs> I'm just going to wait for you one of these days. Like, ooh, say, like, ooh, say Paul Lynn's got a death curse. <laughs> it's got a death curse. <laughs> You're all doomed. Doomed. There's something to be said about how a duo works in terms of lobbing the ball up just high enough for you, genius, to slam it through. You, I'll get that assist soon. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. <laughs> but we indeed uh, provide quite a few tricks or treats on Patreon, and ideally from every tier, from the squidly diddly mm-hmm. to the I've seen that to the another time. <laughs> another place. We have goodies for everyone, and one of the perks from our top tier, uh, another place, is those pallies can request for us to review a film. And the one that we had here in the month of October was from film family member Michelle. Mm-hmm. 
and we got to feast upon <laughs> the chicken nuggets. Avoid the chicken nuggets. Go yep. with the chicken tenders. Uh, the movie Cooties. That was a blast to talk again. But then also, uh, we have in terms of for the content for our Shutter shoutouts in October, we had a chance to view both Lady in White mm-hmm. and The Gate. Yes. Of which we provided a number of things uh, for that, and then I'm glad you got to watch Lady in White for the first time. That movie is fucking hardcore, oh, yeah, isn't it's it? It's dour. It is not a feel-good film. No, but it's a good Halloween film, but it is not a happy... I'm happy to have now checked that one off on the I've Seen That because that VHS cover haunted me as a kid. And knowing the context of that said VHS cover is even worse. Yeah, it's going to haunt me as an adult now. Right? And like I like I said, I haven't seen this movie in like 30 years maybe, and to revisit it again was super welcomed. It was, it was a nice pairing with the gate you can't have a lollipop just dude. in terms of the practicality of all biscuit nobody that's trick-or-treating is not quite yet you got to actually ask for that <laughs> he's like <laughs> he yeah. wants a lollipop of course he does he loves lollipops. you got to throw on it you have actually buddy you have to put a costume on right. to actually get the trick or the well, treat he's got the costume of a bandit as, as long as he doesn't hit the thing we're fine <laughs> <laughs> now um we also had a chance halloween related content throughout from our new horror release episode where we did indeed talk Halloween ends, of which, I'll just say this, we both had positive reactions to it. Yes. In our own ways. Uh, we also then provided a commentary track for Halloween Kills, mm-hmm. of which we had uh, Adam and Eric from the Nightmare Hour podcast on trick-or-treating with us. That was a lot of fun. It was a whole lot of fun. And then I actually had some first-time viewings of both Hack-O-Lantern uh-huh. and Chud 2, but the chud did you get your daily dose of beef of course part of a nutritious breakfast uh all of that is available so hopefully if you'd like to join our film family get access to that and so much more head on over to patreon.com slash nightmare junkhead where he's got it he's got his lollipop i'm telling you man he's just like i would kill for thumbs right now you guys oh man he'll tear tootsie pops up i'm not shocked i am not shocked so (laughs) what has Become kind of an annual tradition, much like our first Nerdoween was the after a, a few days actually. It may have been the day after the first Nerdoween. Yeah, we went. We got to talk about it. Well, we went to the backyard. Uh, we went back to Walden, and we talked about it. And mm-hmm. it's become part of the Shocktober October tradition of taking stock in all the movies that we've seen, the memories that were made. And all the shenanigans, uh-huh. you know, that ensued. And I've taken a lot of joy with this because, and especially since we started Patreon, just in terms of the need to start taking in more films and getting a chance to talk more films has always been glorious. But then also just, you know, our continued relationship with Screenland and, you know, all the stuff that happens there now. It's just, mm-hmm. it's a busy, busy month. It has been a busy, busy month. And it's, and it's been an extremely busy, busy month. So just to take stock into, again, the funds that were had. So that being said, I kind of want to start initially with, in this case, some of the movies that were watched. Because I know you mentioned, you're like, well, I haven't really watched all that many beyond the stuff that we were at. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what movie because I've seen a couple of movies. I know that I saw The Woman King um, yes. Some non-horror movies. I've seen a lot of. I've seen a lot of more non-horror newer movies, non for the show, than I have. Like, but I haven't seen a lot of newer movies because I have a lot of movies in the background as I'm 
as I'm like doing daily things. And well, like, let's just talk about the fact that you know, just in terms of stuff that happened the day before. Uh, how did trunk or treat go with? Uh, Trunk or treat went really yeah. well. I had a, I had a blast. It was uh, I had games for the children, and uh, so here's the thing. Like at first, I was like, okay, only kids who win get the prize, right? Because I had the games. But I'm like, yeah, the kids gotta get some consolation candy. Everybody needs, deserves a good Christmas. So I had like little gifts for the kids who didn't quite win. Mm-hmm. But I made the games pretty easy. And you had a bevy. Of games put yeah, out there. Yeah, the kids had to choose like four different games, and if they the, whatever game they chose, if they won, they got the the, the big prize. with had like stickers and fucking. And, and the men- reason I mention that is I know you had a bunch of these treat bags put together, so I imagine you had a number of films or s- probably YouTube stuff going on in the background. If we're being honest, no, I had some fun stuff going on. You know, some scary music and fun things like that. But that's true. You know, it was I didn't have a lot of power. You know, but the trunk or treat went on pretty good, and it was a good time. There was some cars and then other vendors and a lot of fun stuff. So shout out to Black Rose, they absolutely. Stuff. But uh, mostly, I've had I've been putting my project. The reason why I haven't been watching a lot of new movies is because I've been trying to get this new shelf with my movies in, and that's been a don. That's been a month worth of thing besides that and like you know my filthy yakuza games but like well it should be noted both genius and myself are not really handy when it comes to home improvement that's why thankfully we have uh dustin as a a very solid friend but this is something you're definitely doing yourself but i know how daunting it can be so because i'm alphabetizing and organizing so i'll have so i haven't had not a lot of movies in the background this holiday season but i'd have like classics mm-hmm. like okay evil dead 2 ones that i know by heart where i don't need to really focus and pay attention you on. can exist while it just plays in the back and right. focus on it becomes more of a zen-like thing in a way exactly because i got something going on in the back because by the time i'm off work i'm like man i'm getting my projects done or looking at it then the time i eat dinner i'm like damn i don't have enough time to watch a the hellraiser movie yet you know and i'm like that's one that i want to actually <laughs> focus and invest on so i'm like oh, i'll just keep fucking around with youtube now i can tell you all kinds of shit about like the history of kit kats and m&ms in the holiday season again you have your your youtube programs right it's become the equivalent to the soaps in these days your right? programs and like i have my youtube like subscription things that i like like to watch and stuff but again in the background when it comes to newer movies i haven't watched a lot of shit but oh. I did do a lot of cool shit like the trunk retreat. Mm-hmm. And then I know let's go back to the beginning of August of October. Right off the bat, October 1st, there was two fun events that you were at both of them, but I was at one of them. And let's so let's talk about the one that you were at. Well, I had a chance uh, over at Screenland. They kicked everything off with Shocktober with a Nightmare on Elm Street marathon. How'd that go? Well, I was able to sit in just for bits and pieces because I also was kind of just sitting in and out. Um, but great attendance. In fact, I know JT and Charles were in attendance, uh, film family members. Uh, but just to hear people react to certain moments of the film. Uh, I stayed to make sure to watch people, uh, the first jump scare with Tina's dream when he pops up behind her. Uh-huh. It's so simple. It's so effective. It's so scary. Yeah. And then he's like, and he's like chasing her down the alleyway, all like, I'm going to get you style. Oh, that's still to this day. That first one packs a punch. But then just to know that everyone's going through that journey of where the movies and Freddy start this phenomenon and you can just see like the rise, the fall, the rise again, Mm -hmm. because they went one, two, three, four, 
Five, uh, Freddy's Dead, New Nightmare, and Freddy vs. Jason. All of them. Yes. Nice. Everything but the remake. Right. So, But well, to hear, yeah. though, I was there for um, Alice's point when she puts everything together. She looks in the mirror and she goes, fucking A. Nice. Everyone reacted. Nice, nice, So it was nice. great. It was great. Uh, did you did you do the pre-show? Oh, yeah. Uh, did, so, you have, did you have Freddy and the Dreamers in there? So, yeah. Uh, it's just, of course. Yeah. So... Just because I, I wanted to make sure people went on a train, and thankfully I had the, that Margot Robbie moment. So I know the so the first one it started with the Freddy and the Dreamers do the Freddy, <laughs> minus the laugh. That, but right. I was putting it there for you. But then I also opened everything with two trailers, uh, a Friday the Thirteenth trailer because I was building into the verses. Mm-hmm. But then also uh, the plethora of films that have been influenced by A Nightmare on Elm Street. Like Turkish Nightmare on Elm Street? I didn't throw that one in, but I threw in like Dream Demon, Dreamscape, um, Bad Dreams. I threw in Scream with New Nightmare. But then it culminated with uh, Jason Takes Manhattan because we were in the eighth film. Mm -hmm. But then I also found the trailer for Anaconda versus Lake Placid. Nice. Robert England is also in that movie. Oh, yeah. So it was perfect. So, yeah, Yeah. uh, needless to say, but then also I was there uh, when the dream. You know who directed uh, Lake Plaza versus Anaconda? Wait, who? Ghost Shark. Damn. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch it now. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch it. Uh, But I had the Margot Robbie moment when right before Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 played, I, of course, had, you know, Dokken and Dream Warriors. Mm -hmm. And then our friend uh, John Anthony was there, former host at Alamo. He was singing along with it. He was filming it. So. Someone had fun with it. That was the point. So I think it went very well. Uh, I only stayed a few of the films because then over at the drive-in, Kansas City Horror Club become, again, yearly tradition. Yeah, and bigger. Bigger. Bigger than last year. Almost twice as big. But also, ideally, always kicks off the month of Shocktober. So admittedly, if staying on brand, I did bring Charlie. Uh She had a chance to experience it. But, you know, I also had to, you know, bow out early because, again, staying on brand. But how'd it go, my friend? Oh, it was so much fun. I spent way much more money than I should have. Because <laughs> having more vendors, there was a lot of more cool options. stuff. A lot of cool stuff. And shout out to everybody at the drive-in, all the staff, for being very accommodating and very cool. But everybody had a wonderful time. And the movies fucking how can you go wrong with critters in the remake of the blob and a lot of people were seeing the blob for the first time we had a cosplayer a blob cosplayer not as the blob right but like as one of the uh hazmat guys i mean he had it all he had the little lights inside of incredible the suit. that's he so had rad. um like a whole like uh bandolier of grenades he had the the pke meter like thing this that's your margot roby moment yeah you know, in terms of programming rad. that to see that's that one person that just loves it that much mm-hmm. dude that's awesome and i go dude you never see blob cosplay and he goes man, man. he goes i'm at, i live like about 45 minutes away i saw this was playing I came down, grabbed my costume. I love it. This awesome. is so awesome. And I'm like, thank you. This is great. People had like uh, critter memorabilia out and stuff. And I love critters. Oh, yeah. To see the fact so much love for like the little crate, the crites from Kansas. Gotta we, love it. We don't kill crites. We collect crites exactly. here. Exactly. It was great. And everybody had a good time. Again, the movies played like gangbusters. Well, and we've actually done commentaries on Patreon on both of those films. Mm-hmm. They're legit near and dear to both of our hearts and, and the podcast. Yeah. And the fact that we're, I'm now planning 
next, next year? year. Yeah, and but, I'm like, okay, how can I improve and make bigger and yeah. Well, again, my thanks to everyone within the Kansas City Horror Club. Now it's the Independence Drive-In. It's uh-huh. the, okay, specifically, yeah, right. The I the, the I seventy twin, twin. yep, twin drive-in and. Uh, we had uh, we sold out of our custom. We have a new thing now where every year yes. we have uh, custom shirts for this and like our third year doing. Tiffany it. does that, right? Yes, she does. And uh, shout out, big shout out to her. Okay, so I was telling you off mic. Let's go back. This is gonna kind of. I didn't know where to put this story. But now that we brought her up, kind of like it. Beetlejuice, because uh, so she runs Black Rose, mm-hmm. right? And that's where we did the trick or treat. She was also there at last Nerdoween. Well, in one of my truck and treat games that we were playing yesterday was uh, <laughs> I was having people throw ping pong balls in a bucket, kind of like a Bozo's grand prize game, mm-hmm. but they had eyeballs on them and one got lost. And so we couldn't see it for the rest of the day, which was fucking fine because I had like a dozen of them. Right. So finally, as we were f- pulling out, I found it, but I, she stepped on it. And when she stepped on it, she went Aah! like my eyes it needs more nutrients i'm so happy because that divided our audience oh and she did not like that movie but she could not help it, but know of that movie that's that is perfect stuck in her as head. long as that's what this resonated about memories yes. are made even oh. though we haven't got to the nerd of week no. yet that was that one was right there that's what we call the offshoot of those memories yeah. that were made but that the being, collective trauma uh, so that being said everybody had a blast and i know i had a blast we raised a lot of money for the children for the horror club uh for walking and rolling so it was a success and i can't wait for next year it, well, and what's cool, the best part, I think, of that night was the fact that not only had you, like, you know, carefully curated Critters in the Blob remake, on the other side, playing at the drive-in. Smiling Barbarian. Yes. At the same fucking time. That's fucking rad. It's incredible. And I did have a chance. I did take in Smile. It was one of the films that I watched for the first time. Watched it over at Screenland. Have you watched it yet? No. Do you know is that one that's on your list? Yeah, I want to watch it. Okay. I'm just going to wait till I can see it see. again. I know that Barbarian is is um and yeah we'll talk about barbarian here in the like new horror that's fair because there's like yeah there's i'm i'm seeing more and people in the camps at this point the divisiveness was bound to come yeah but no i think uh the just in terms of having those kind of options to choose from right to kick off shocktober and the fact that some of the people who went to see barbarian that weren't part of the horror club or knew about it, they're like oh what the fuck's going on over cool, here cool and then they went and they looked and Still bought and then went to go see Barbarian and, and smile and it been a blast. So I like to think everybody had a good old time. I, without a doubt, had a good old time. Without a doubt. So that being said, do we want to go to the next event? Do you uh, want to cover some film? What do you, how do you want to do this? Let's see, because like you're going to be the more newer film, more seeing things. Oh, I've got a laundry time. list. I've got a laundry like, list. Yeah. I did see RRR again. Play so much I mean, oh no, that was your first time though, right? In the when, theater. When we in the theater was the first time. Yeah. I did see it again. On oh, Netflix. at home. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. It's, oh yeah. Yeah. It, it's so good. I, and we're not going to divot that way there because that'll take over the entirety of the podcast. It's I will so say good. this: I had a multi- multitude of first-time movie viewing experiences, both in the theater and at home. Uh huh. Um, I will say this: I do want to talk briefly because I don't know if it's and I've seen that for you. Uh, the movie that kicked off our first Nerdoween demons uh-huh we both love uh-huh has a sequel 
that I've very much been aware of. I want to see it. I want to see Demons 2. So it's an I've seen that for you. Yeah, I want to see where they're in the high rise. Yes. And because especially now that coming up Evil Dead Rise, I heard that it's very akin to Demons 2. And I'm like, okay, cool. Well, you know what? You can see it, my friend, on Shudder, as I did. This was an in-home viewing of it. And it's everything I expected it to be, but it does just play a little bit more grander. They go from like heavy metal music to more new wave-ish and and pop punkish a little uh Uh, but the demons are still brutal the kills are still nasty it's still stephen king approved uh and but it's all within the confines from a theater to the high rise nice uh but it's still lamberta bava and my whole thing going in with these first time viewers is like the expectations you know it's like does it exceed expectations Mm -hmm. does it meet does it go beneath i've only had a few that have been like bad first time viewing experiences throughout the like almost 400 films i've watched for the first time since we started that nice which yeah no it's it's very good but this one definitely exceeded everything especially from you know how they go in the the original from the movie screen out Mm -hmm. they do it you know just on the tv and you see it in the trailer but it's just like kind of scarier nice it works really well so yeah it was a really good one so yeah it is on shutter definitely check it out if you can very cool um, so one that we both did take in, we both uh, shared our thoughts last week on Terrifier Two. Yeah, let's before we go into Terrifier Two, let's talk a little bit about Barbarian. Barbarian, because like now that we kind of opened the, because I've seen a lot of floodgates of like, man, that is some bullshit. That's a bullshit movie. Because when we for, when it first opened up, nothing but positivity. Nothing but positivity. Oh yeah, and then finally now that it's streaming. We're seeing a lot of man. That movie was bullshit. Well, I don't even know. Understand why it's called Barbarian. I understand now why it's called Barbarian because it's the street that it's named after, mm-hmm. right? But at first, if you didn't know that, why the fuck is 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 is, is there a Barbarian? You know, I just like I can understand why people are pissed off well, and why like critics and audiences are now divided. And it, for me, it was a great example of the trailer selling me one thing. And getting the movie giving me another, but for me, it was a good subterfuge. I actually liked what I got versus what I expected, which is probably the opposite of what people because I think people were going in expecting a twenty four and not realizing that it's almost a uh, full moon production, you know, in a way as as in Castle Freak, you know, it's Airbnb Freak is mm-hmm. what it is, and I think if they kind of marketed that, people wouldn't be so. It's a double-edged sword I know. because, like, one, you wouldn't get the cool bait-and-switch, like, oh, it's a fucking Castle Freak movie and, versus, like... Well, and some people have Oh, I'm sorry, it. spoilers for a movie that's streaming. You know, it's, but, it's out in November, but no, this I know some people have talked about the experience of Malignant just in terms of the ride it takes you, and I think I'd mentioned that before to you as well, and... Malignant, that first time viewing, was still one I hold very Fucking sacred. Rat, right, right over there, right over there. Right. So I know we both felt that way. For me, the it gave me a similar ride in Barbarian because of you know that moment with the bottle and then the, the boop of the nose and the, the dive and yeah. all of that. I loved that journey because it was just weird. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of the times I'm always thinking about the normies that are coming to these films and right. experiencing it because if it's weird for me. I can only imagine how mind-melting it is for someone that's not expecting something like that. Exactly. And these movies have made money. Like, Barbarian has done well. Terrifier 2, Smile, all independent, like, 
non-IP related I'm films. I'm really glad they're making a lot of money. It's great to see. the more money that pumps into these independent horror movies is more, more, more independent horror movies are going to be getting wider releases, which is going to be good for everybody. Oh, yeah. But the thing about Barbarian, and I understand 100% where you're coming from, is because I did like the ride where like, oh, okay, I'm thinking it's going to be all men are terrible type right. movie, you know? Because that's the way it was kind of marketed as, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, let's see what this is about. Oh, it's a fucking Castle Freak movie. Cool, I'm down with it. But... The ride that I went on with it, as you were saying, it's more like akin to the as a, you were saying the roller coaster ride. Mm-hmm. Now with Malignant, now the roller coaster ride with Malignant. My best analogy for that is that was a ride on the Orient Express. My ride with Barbarian was more like one of those shitty carnivals. Like, hey, we got a roller coaster where there's no loop de loops and it just goes up and down and it goes fast and it's fun. And you have a good time, but you're like, man, I wish it was a world of fun. You know what I'm saying? So, but it, isn't there also a you know a semblance of danger with the you know, the shitty? Ride? It is, it is, and that's where the whole like Detroit Airbnb comes in. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Chad, not not throwing shade at it, but at the same time, they may, didn't make funny. it look good. You know, they didn't make it look good. That's fair. So, that's fair. like, at the same time. The ride was a better ride with Malignant. I still enjoyed myself with the Barbarian ride, but I could see where it's getting a lot more hate. Sure. it's not, and the, the thing about it is it's not getting as much hate as Malignant did. Malignant got just venom ven- from all, all sides. This movie is getting a lot of backlash and a lot of hate now, but nowhere near as much. And the twist is not even as big and as wild. The ride is no. not even as wild as uh, Malignant's ride. Well, again, I will say... I'm glad we had multiple choices of new horror to see, and I'm yeah. also glad that it's still divisive because ideally people are talking, hopefully politely and so right, on, you know, which will, of course never happens no. on the social medias. But at the same time, like I said, I liked it, but I mean, yeah, I can see why people are like pissed. So another first timer for me in theater, and it's really funny because I didn't realize it was a first time until about 40 minutes in because I thought I had seen that, mm-hmm. but uh, I took in for the first time in theater one at Screenland, the 1968 George A. Romero classic, <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. That movie is rad. I did have that on in the background of one of my watches okay. because it's f- fucking grand. Because, it's so good. Because, of course, you live your life according to certain rules. You come from genre. Aren't you begging for just someone, though, to, to stumble through, upon you? Because you're watching Night of the Living Every time something bad happens in movies. What's on in the background? Night of the Living Dead. Especially the fact that I live so close to a cemetery. Right? Genius! <laughs> Has, did the chuds teach you nothing, my friend? No, because I'm in an urban setting. It'd be different if I was in a farmhouse. Did Return of the Living Dead teach you nothing? See, here's the thing. By the time there's so much more that they can go for, I got at least one house buffer. By the time that's going around, I got my kitties ready to go, and I'm locked in my basement. Okay. You, don't think I got okay. the, you don't think I got something ready to plan to knock down the stairs? I'm good. I'm good. I don't Fair have enough. supplies in there, but I got enough to like withstand the night. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Go on. That is good. But is in the back or you know your first time because there were still a handful of people that were watching it for the first time as you as I was and but it's so good, isn't it? Well, and then it just makes it's the so dour sad. ending. Yeah, it's so sad at the end. Because you're like, okay, Ben, you're doing what you're supposed to. You're the smartest one out of everybody. You're the one holding shit together because God knows Barbara ain't doing shit. So did I? So I did share my thoughts on it. I've seen that episode. I had a moment where I could have become a monster, 
and that moment came in Night of the Living Dead, the moment when Ben slaps her to calm her down. Were you thinking there was a whole other line of zombies with like the wrenches and stuff? Because someone in the theater awkwardly laughed because you're just, damn, you know? <laughs> and then my mind went straight to that scene in Airplane and I had to suppress the giggle. And in my head, though, I was like, well, if Genius was here, he'd just let it laugh. This, <laughs> right? But I had, but then I've got empathy for you now. Yeah. I understand. Right? It's hard when it's like, boop, you can't help it. You don't want to live like be a monster. But at the same time, you're like, <laughs> oh, well, but then also. <laughs> empathy for the monster and uh, during a movie that is the not best funny movies yeah. too. Empathy for the monster movies <laughs> what a monster that during this thoughtful you know you know take on race and civil unrest in society <laughs> <laughs> so i took I, I took one for the team i knew my audience much like you guys did i'm gonna give you credit but i was there to see you containing it i kept that in so Ooh, needless to beans. say i'm not a, a ghoul in this case but it was memorable so thank you screenland for that and let me just say this briefly i know you're going to watch it eventually but at home i did take in hulu's hellraiser i want to watch it i knew nothing about it i avoided the trailer i just saw a bit of the imagery of the new high priest and that's it so i knew nothing of the story the actors involved, I enjoyed it. It's different. Not as much leather. Okay. And it's got some kids, oh. teens, oh. early 20s. Oh. <laughs> I don't mind, like, you know, teens getting slashed up and beat up and ripped it, up. It's, it's early 20-somethings, living together, getting in the shenanigans. Oh. And then you have the Cenobites. Cool. And let me just say this. The Lament configu- Configuration... It's very much a character in the film. Nice. It's, it's pretty rad. And some nice. amazing practical effects. I'll be curious your thoughts on it. You'll get to it eventually. I know you will. Uh, okay. One other one. I want to give a real quick shout out to uh, staying local and regional. Obviously, we love a Screenland, but another local theater that's independent and doing right is our friends at the Stray Cat Theater, mm-hmm. which I have. And this is this is the easiest way I can sell people on them is the fact that I have seen. Craig R. Baxley's Stone Cold multiple times at Stray Cat (laughs) in terms of the programming they provide. It's eclectic. It's all over the place. But I had a chance to take in for the first time during one of their 16 millimeter screenings. They usually do this once a month. Uh, I took in 1948's Abbott and Costello Meet Frankenstein. That movie's grand, isn't it? It's hysterical. It is so, and well, I realized the brilliance of it because we were talking about on the Shutter shout-out, the gateway horror. That has to be perfect horror 101 yeah. for a kid. But they play the horror straight. Yes. That's the thing. They play the horror straight. This is a horror movie with just the two comedic duo thrown in as opposed to nowadays where it's vice versa, mm-hmm. where it's comedy with the horror just dashed in spice. And be it you the purveyor of horror comedies, this is it done right. This is glo- it is a glorious it is hilarious. <laughs> it's proper scary when like like I said the horror hits. It's it's deftly balanced. Whether you're 6 or I'm 46 at this point, it tickled me with the humor. I put myself in the perspective of even get the still the transformation of the wolfman. I don't care. Right. It's still scary. Yeah. But for me, the kicker is Dracula and the wolfman scrapping. And I'm just like throwing stuff just at each throwing. other. <laughs> like, all the while, it, it's just so funny. But then with 16 millimeter at Stray Cat, 
you've got character with a lot of these prints. Uh, they've gone everything from Silent Runnings with Bruce Dern. I had a chance to see Walter, Walter Hill's uh, The Driver. Oh, nice. First time. Amazing little independent theater. And I'm going to talk about them a little bit later in the, in the episode as well. So, yeah, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein was awesome. Uh, let's see. Do you want to go to one of the events? Ooh, let's go to yes. Let's go to one of the events. Which one? Ooh, let's go to uh, let's go to Suspiria. Suspiria. Ow. I know. And again, thanks to Screenland in Shocktober, two chances to see Claudio Simonetti and his Goblin mm-hmm. perform the score live for Suspiria. And film family friend Marie was there both nights. Awesome. As, as I'm sure there's a multiple film family friends that was as, there. And that's just it. And there were. Screenland film family members, Friday Night Fright film family members, uh, because this is... They're both sold out. This was the kickoff to their world tour. Yes. They chose Screenland to kick off their world tour. They've got a great relationship with Screenland, and I'm... And it's the smallest venue they're playing. It's intimate. Yeah. And that intimacy shows, but thankfully, again, I'm hopefully him and Fritzy aren't talking back and forth to each other. That's why he didn't ask for any questions or autographs or any photos. He saw you. He goes, eh, oh... Oh, Fritz, you told me about this guy. That, that, that's the cattle guy. With his, no, there'll be no autographs and no pictures. Good night, everybody. Thank you, know, you Kansas City. So I always assumed the monitors they were looking at was helping them along with where they are with their music. It's just a it's picture just of you. One right there, like, do not, you know, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Sorry, Kansas City. So I know you took in, didn't you get a You saw, did you see Deep Red? Mm, uh, last time. Yeah, the last time the they last were here, time you took Deep in Deep Red. Red with That Suspe- was fucking slick. Right? Yeah. And then had you seen them do Suspiria before? No. Oh, so this was your first time with Suspiria. Okay. So how was it? It was glorious. It was so wonderful. I mean, everything kicked in when the it's a thing in itself. It's just the music, it's its character. Mm-hmm. And it was just bombastic. I mean, front row seats, loud, live, colorful, just wonderful. But the best part of the night. And it was great to see a lot of first-timers just seeing this period because there was a lot of, again, Friday Night Frights, Greenland, Film Family, all the Film Family people that we know and see. Asked them, like, oh, this is my first time. And some people mm. were like, and I was like, that's the way to see that's it. incredible. That is the way to see it with the band right in front, right? And then people who've seen it for the first or multiple times, like, well, that was mind-blowingly beautiful. Because, again, it's so vibrant and rich and colorful and it's already that way when it's sound, but when that sound is almost in your, I mean, it's literally in your face, it was something spectacular. But for me, the best part of the night was the set after the movie with all the greatest hits. Oh my God. It came, he goes, first thing that comes up, do you like scary movies? I like scary movies. And then, like, yay! This one's called Demons. And then it was just like Carpenter, where it had like snippets and clippets. The greatest hits and all that. And he goes, okay, this one's off our new album, The Devil Rise Again. There was no song, like, not unlike Fabio Fritzi that had the softer side. And that was my favorite fucking song of the night with Fabio Fritzi. Dude, that acoustic stuff he did was incredible. It was beautiful. It was heart. It just warmed my heart and filled me with love. Claudio Seminetti, on the other hand, then, okay, a new album, The Devil Rises Again. And like, damn, Claudio, right? <laughs> and then he goes, okay. Uh, then he, play, then he played, uh, this one's called Phenomenon. Like, yay! 
hey, right? Then he like pushes the thing on his headset, and then he gets all Peter Frampton-y, and he's like, Who's ready to rock and roll? Right? And then, Who's ready to dance? Ready to fall up, fall up, fall. And I was like, yeah! Because, like, I love that. That's a jam right there. We did that for Friday Night Frights. Tenebrae. It's, and oh. then here comes Tenebrae, and it, it was glorious. It's hard not to actually get up and just... It really, really was, because I was rocking the fuck and out. And that's just that a carpenter was perfect. You were allowed to stand... At, I mean, there was no place to sit. And it was perfect to just do that little two-foot shift and just kind of, you know, rock mm-hmm. out. I would do here and it's, it's in the seat. Yep, yeah, just back and forth. In, uh-huh. It was great. I won't lie, occasionally I will when I see in them I will play a little air keyboard with certain things, especially mm-hmm. with phenomenal ones. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. So I'm so glad you got to see Suspiria that way. Because he played the deep red. We played them all. Like Dawn of the Dead. He played Don he played the whole Dawn of the Dead suite. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best part that there is the suite to that. Mm-hmm. That that is sweet. Uh and again, playing two bits off the tour, hopefully we kick them off well yeah. so yeah thank you claudio cement today goblin and that hypnotic bass playing in size still gets to me still mm-hmm. gets to me yeah that one was really good now another first time viewing for me genius was i was trying in the month of october at the very end to take in at least two new halloween themed films mm-hmm. not from the halloween uh franchise we covered that with right. halloween ends uh but over uh, via a variety of streaming services, I realized there are a shit ton of Halloween-themed films. So I started with a little one called Hackle Lantern. With Linnea Quigley? No. no that's Jacko. Yeah, no, this one has one of the cats from Blade Runner. Um, he's actually, he plays the club owner in the movie Vamp. And he is high camp in this movie because it's all about Satan. So it's a Hail Satan movie. Do you know who plays the main character? Hmm. Gregory Scott Cummings. No way. So Max Dad yeah. is our main guy in <laughs> this film. Yes. Fucking Luther is the fucking <laughs> He's the hero? No, he's our protagonist. Oh, he's the main so villain? He's, he it's I would I would recommend watching it just to cross the one off your list. <laughs> just to see Max Dad in a horror movie. It's kind of grand. It's one of those that would play well in the background while you're doing stuff. Uh, if you watch it once It'll be the one that ends up in your background rotation, but you do need to see it. And Charles even mentioned, he commented, because I, I talked about it, he's like, this one would probably play well in a crowd, because there's just enough weirdness, campiness, gratuity that's going on that it would play, that communal experience, I think, would go a long way. So it's it's well worth your time. Now, that being said, and this is one, I'm, I can't remember if you said you've seen it or not, because it's a sequel to a film that is in the DNA of the show, uh, but Chud 2, Bud the Chud. That's and I've seen that. Now, question. I've heard. Because you, you not, heard things? I heard things. I heard, yeah, it's <laughs> not really like Chud. And I love Chud. That's just it. And you know what else you love? Beef. You love beef. Right? And so that's why I was like, okay, I heard, but it's not, I heard it's more of a beef comedy it's... and not so much about cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. It's more akin to almost Night of the Creeps with the yes. unfrozen of shenanigans. And so that's why I was kind of like, eh, I kind of want my chuds more, not like, I don't want goofy chuds. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's very, it's so in terms of, you know, Abbott Costello meet Frankenstein, the horror comedy done right. This one is the horror comedy done with just pure camp and comedy. 
There is very little horror at all. And see, I don't want my chuds. That's just it. You know, you know there's you a want reason your why York... I'm afraid of grates and sewers. You know, I don't want to see them lighthearted. You want the proper New York experience. Right. I don't want to see happy underground dwellers. Well, yeah, I will say this, though. Um, talking about The Blob 1988, uh, Kevin, Dolan's, Kevin Dolan's mullet in that film was then taken and utilized by one Brian Robbins because he is rocking a similar one. Is he? Didn't make it to the head of the class in this case. <laughs> but it's got... That's Arvid's play. That's Arvid. <laughs> but it, it's, it's, it's very silly. It had me misremember. There's a moment in the movie where a bunch of zombies are driving around and they're going, eat them up, eat them up, yum, yum, yum. I thought it was Return of the Living Dead Part 2, and it's not. But the film shares a lot of DNA with it. So, ah. And it all coalesces with the Halloween party, shenanigans ensue. So yeah, take yeah. a nibble, you okay. know, if you're not interested within the first five minutes. My beef completist. <laughs> yeah. If you're looking for that as a part of a, of a beef buffet, yeah. as all it turns out. Diet. I will say also, um, I saw a couple of in-theater classics. I did get a chance to check out The Lost Boys. Mm-hmm. which Classic. It's been a while, actually, since I've taken it at least within theatrically, uh-huh. because Alamo-wise, they would do a number of like watch parties, yeah. prop parties. It we did it as a part of Dismember mm-hmm. a few years ago, so it's probably been since then since I've watched it. But just to see it with an appreciative crowd, a pretty big one as well. We were in Theater One. Well, it's the Lost Boys. It it is the Lost Boys and Margot Robbie moment when the vamp trailer kicks. The end of it is a. Uh, a comedy with bite, and of course, Grace, Grace Jones. Jones. <laughs> and there's a bit, and then you hear someone go, <laughs> "It's like a genius out there that got the giggles." So I was like, "Good," because Grace Jones. The idea is like wetting the appetites and then letting the movie take over. And God, Lost Boys is glorious. Mm-hmm. It is so goddamn Schumacher good. Schumacher at his finest. It's sincerely, sincerely. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. I saw early on in Shocktober. Another wonderful one. Sought in theater I love one. Katrina Bowden. She's glorious She's in this wonderful film. wonderful in this. From 30 Rock to... Bold and the Beautiful. There you go. <laughs> to your, my, to your programs, stories, your stories. stories. <laughs> to, to her role in this. No, it's glorious. And this one didn't have as large as a crowd as Lost Boys, mm-hmm. but it had an appreciative crowd of people that started giggling before the gags hit. Because I think, and like the movie, people have misconceptions of what it is. It's been beautiful. And there were first... Because there was a handful of people there, I got up, did a real quick intro to it. Mm-hmm. And there were a few, few, really a few, few time, fur, a fur, few rear wheel, dual rear wheel drive. A few first time viewers there. <laughs> I'm just glad I wasn't smelling toast. My goodness. But I, and it was the, I told them the idea is, you know, it's you know we're not uh you know it's all about not where we're on the surface of things, and it's just a beautiful little comedy that we need. More conversations. It just—it's glorious. It's glorious. First timer, apparently keeping me from talking. So, let's go from kind of the 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 the. What else did I see? Let's go to the main course. Let's talk. Let's talk our uh, eighth nerd ween. Yes, let's. Because I, I, I would like to talk about the ner- the eighth nerd ween, and I'd like you to shut the fuck up. Let me just say this: uh, there are moments that unite us in a lot of ways, and. A lot of it stems from past experiences and finally getting context with things and that statement. In fact, more importantly, let's hear it from Bobby yeah, himself. himself. Bobby, I want you to meet my colleague. Oh. Hamilton. And I'd like you to get the fuck out of here. 
Oh boy, now, for those of you that have ever been to an Alamo draft house, you know that. Oh yeah. That is one part of one of their no talking, no texting bumpers. You talk or text, Bobby's going to deal with you. <laughs> exactly. He's going to leave. Get the fuck out of here. And every time, every time, it would get giggles from someone because someone's seen it for the what first the time. Fuck? And I'm like, I know where that's from. <laughs> that's just it. <laughs> So when I realized, of course, you know, through internet research, it comes from a certain film. And let's just say our eighth Nerdoween, again, doing it eight years now, we are fans of puns. Mm-hmm. And when putting together themes, the puns can program what we put together. <laughs> right. It can really dictate where we're going to do. And I think from the get-go, when we were looking forward to our eighth Nerdoween, you looked at the number eight. And I was like, it's eight. It's eight, and we have fun with homonyms, and we're mm-hmm. like, oh, eating movies, movies where someone is eaten, that opens the floodgates. To a lot of different ways. Because you can be eaten by a lot of things mm-hmm. in movies. You can be eaten by a bed yeah. in horror films. Written by Dookie Flyswatter, <laughs> so, the, the voice of sorority babes, it's like a bowl of pim pim. Which I think was an answer to a question we gave away something mm-hmm. during that so, Anytime I can utter the term Dookie Fly Slaughter, I am down. And especially getting to see people react to you throwing that name out. Yeah. <laughs> so we realized we had a lot to choose from. So when putting together three movies of which consumption is the theme, something's getting eaten, we knew we had to tread lightly because I think a lot of people, a lot of people assume. Cannibals. Assumed a, like right off the bat it and was a cannibal movie. One of the things we do with Nerdoween is we never reveal the lineup until we watch the movies. I had to go online and assure people, like, I assure you we are not showing Cannibal Holocaust. And every time, and we'll always have people guess because we put together the Nerd Knowledge trailers, but almost every film that we threw out, people were automatically guessing Cannibal stuff. Ravenous, Raw. Uh, cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal, cannibal Ferox. Yeah. Cannibal Apocalypse. Yeah. Cannibal <laughs> New York Cannibal. You know, just no, 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 no. So apparently there's an appetite for that kind of stuff out there. I would see more like a cost of depredation, like, is it? Dietary no. restrictions. Okay, good, good. Like sometimes, is that made with cheese? Do you have vegan cheese? No. Uh, okay. Well, then that's to say, we were putting together a menu, a buffet, if you will. Mm-hmm. We realized we had to pair everything carefully. And from the get-go. And subvert uh, expectations. Because that's what we go in like. People are going to expect that. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, even like when we were talking about Christmas with the nerds, like, you we will not, you know, we've hit rock bottom when we're getting Die Hard. True. You Very know, true. like, okay. And not to say that Die Hard's bad, it's but great. like, there's more. There's a lot so. to explore. Mm-hmm. And ideally, when we're putting together this stuff, a successful nerdoween means that at least 50% of the theater going audience is experiencing a movie for the first time. Right. That's a, that's a win for us. Mm-hmm. Even better. If Oren Gray is seeing a film for the first time. Yes, then we know, like, yes. We've successfully done things. And I know from the get-go, when we were putting this all together, there was a movie that you, Genius McGee, was like, this, I don't know where it's playing, but it's playing. We gotta do it. We gotta do it. And I'm so glad that we opened with the opus that is Food of the Gods 2. <laughs> and to give context to so many people in the audience, because we have a lot of carryover from the draft house. Mm-hmm. A lot of the folks that 
worked there, hosted there, attended movies there. Right. They all know that Bobby moment. And so for context and even it, even without context, that's it's a funny nuts. fucking scene. It's ridiculous. It's, it's bonkers. It's 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 a, it's a giant it's okay, kids swearing are funny. Giant kids swearing <laughs> is even funnier. Giant sized funny. Yeah. <laughs> but then so I'm anticipating it, right? And we didn't mention it beforehand because uh-huh. we wanted it to be a surprise. I didn't even tell you where it's at. No, and well, in the better part, well, so the nerd knowledge trailers, it was um, of unknown origin, deadly eyes, and graveyard shift. No, and honey, I, no, it was graveyard oh, shift, graveyard shift, unknown deadly origin, eyes, and um, honey, I blew up the kid. That was for me the tell <laughs> that not anyone got. So again, yeah, we didn't. I didn't know where it was plumbing. So I had this wonderful experience and again something that can only happen in the theater early on in the movie to the left of me genius mcgee to the right of me adrian torres uh, emmy also with him as well hey emmy i start hearing genius giggle <laughs> and it's this giggle that starts kind of low and it starts to increase and then all of a sudden to my right i hear adrian <laughs> doing the same thing <laughs> Hairs on the back of my neck start going up because I'm like, oh snap! Your spidey senses. <laughs> is the bo- is is the moment happening this early? I thought we were gonna build to the Bobby moment, but no. Within like the first five minutes of right the movie, the mm-hmm. boom. <laughs> now, without context, the non-Alamo draft house people it killed. You heard people laughing and cackling and like, what just happened? And then the with drag context, Alamo Jad, you hear the laughing and the cackling and the, oh. You <laughs> it was wonderful. You just saw a million light bulbs go off bing. at the same time. Bing, 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 bing. Right yeah, right. It got bright in there. It got bright in there. Now, the best part, though, where we were sitting, did you notice the couples, the two couples that it was their first Nerdoween and- all of them were watching movies for the first time. The elderly couple? I don't Not know. elderly. They're a little bit older than us. Older so than watch, us. watch. They're, they're in there. Yeah, let's, we got to be careful with Watch your tongue if you like this job, genius. <laughs> like this job. No. Um, yeah, let's just say. They're in their late 50s, early 60s. I would almost call them. They seemed like normies. Yeah. Now, that's ma- us making some assumptions. Right. But we've never. I've never seen them before. No, no. And again, they're first Nerdoween. So when that moment happened, they were all laughing, having a good time. I could tell, right? So, I wasn't aware of some of the other giant size shenanigans that were coming up in this movie. I knew we were going to get giant sized rats. That's mm-hmm. part of Food of the Gods. That's right. our main thing right. that was going to eat you. And, and then I even specified I, in oh. the thing I said, watch for the hands pumping the. Uh, the the goo into the special effects is a really cool that was hand, great human melting scene and it is really cool a lot of Canadian that guys a lot of Canadian charm can exploitation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you did an excellent job of setting up a lot for the movie without ruining anything because then you made mention of a scene multiple sex scenes of which I almost I was thought we might have to get the dong gone out but we didn't. But multiple sex scenes and you said one would would uh, provide your new phobia or your new fetish. <laughs> oh boy I like when movies can still surprise me where I will viscerally react but then also physically react because throughout the second your heads went they went up in the air, air and because I was having a moment of oh, 
what the fuck is <laughs> What am I seeing? What am I experiencing with 99% of us watching the movie for the first time? 99. The only ones that have watched it for the first time were the two people that were giggling. And was that the other one? The other giggles, the other stereo giggles. You and Adrian. <laughs> you and Adrian. So when that moment happened and we all experienced that. You heard everybody go, what the fuck? I'm like, ah! I mean, you, it was loud. Oh. It was a loud reaction from the crowd. It was incredible. It was, it was incredible. It was and it made me very similar, I think, to the maximum overdrive moments that we had. And I'm not saying Emmy is our good luck charm when it comes to that. <laughs> but man, oh, man. So that part was amazing. The giant size sex scene. And I will never unsee that ever again. <laughs> but then there were also moments in the and movie. The fact that it was fucking um, uh, Mary Lou. <laughs> that was. And also shout out to Arthur, who was there as well, to have the Mary Lou Mo- Mo- Moroni moment. Um, but then the, the offing of all the giant rats was sad. It was. Especially the white rat. Knowing what happened. And then even play the plane of the three or no, um what the were three th- blind mice. Yes. And then the ending. <laughs> Bobby's the hand. Of Bobby. Yeah. Uncle Jack. Uncle Jack's revenge. <laughs> nobody look, nobody look, nobody look, nobody look, nobody look. Guaranteed. He had that on VHS. He had that on I like the cut of this case gif. <laughs> oh. Especially it's art. I think. <laughs> oh. It was incredible. <laughs> First time viewing experience, so genius. Thank, in <laughs> fact, technically, several times throughout, I said thank you because <laughs> I was, was ridiculously wacky and wonderful. Oh Lord! So we kicked I, things off. I, I thought amazingly. I knew it would play well, but I didn't oh, know it would play that well. And it, I was, I knew that nobody was going to see, nobody's seen this movie before. Oh, but it, I was not expecting ninety nine point well, nine percent. And of the, the best part, like I said, was coming down and realizing. Orin was seeing at least one film for the first time because we knew going into our second film that majority of people were going to see with that movie because that one the the stuff is a classic classic and remember I think people kept throwing that out as an idea within the first film like just is it the stuff Mm -hmm. because if we're talking things that can eat you things that consume you and we were talking about food the stuff and it's a classic for a reason this is our chance not only to um, mourn the loss of Larry Cohen, but the Pull fact the beaded curtain it, you you can and we had the beaded curtain out throughout the entirety mm-hmm. of Nerdoween. So again, thank you, Chad, for that. But also Paul Sorvino, yeah, which he you recently passed. You always forget he shows up at the end of this movie, playing again, As yeah, <laughs> a very problematic militia. Nineteen eighty five, another time, another place, proto podcaster, <laughs> right. And like he's dropping some oh. words, and we're like, "Oh yeah, that's right." And he's, by all accounts, a terrible person. He's a con- a right wing conspiracy theorist, a militia organization that winds up being one of the heroes of the day, unironically so, and like, well, and Larry- justifiably so though too. But that's why I like about Larry Cohen is he can always subvert things. Mm-hmm. Also, the second film that we had to offer animal trauma warnings as well. Didn't really plan that going in, but yeah, part of the right. the Larry Cohen appeal. Uh, but the stuff, again, ideally 60%, I think, yeah, right around 50, 60, 60, 50, 60. Mm-hmm. And if not your first time, at least first time theatrically, because mm-hmm. it still plays well. And, of course, Michael Moriarty. Killing it as Mo, because anytime anybody gives him money, he always wants Mo. <laughs> and it should be noted, throughout, uh, we established um, traditions at Nerdoween. 
Uh, we always kick things off with the Dance Macabre mm-hmm. by Camille saint Sians. It's one of the things that we do. But occasionally I would like to throw in stuff that carries throughout uh, the Nerdoween, the, the, the pre-shows. Fucking Billy, the adventures of Billy. So I found this great 50s PSA of how to eat well, and it follows this little kid named Billy, and it's you'd see it in like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm surprised Mr. Bungle wasn't there to tempt him with stuff. Snippets and shit. And we've go him like eating his food quickly, eating junk food. Oh Billy, yeah. you dumbass. You're gonna get <laughs> a you're it. gonna get such the belly ache. Everyone, I think, had fun with his journey. I'd like to think I'd but admittedly, he would have eaten this stuff. Oh yeah. You know he would. Oh yeah, he would have been the first to go. <laughs> Talk. He would have, he would have blew blueberry Billy instead of chocolate chip Charlie. He just would have been just eaten alive from oh, the inside. It's so oh, great! Billy. It's so great! So oh, the second portion of our feast was 1985's "The Stuff," but we realized we probably have some gourmets out there, genius, and we knew also from the start one that I think we both knew. Oh, yeah. That if we were going to do something with consumption being eaten. Food. We have to throw some sort of cannibal movie in there. Ideally. to Because apparently people are craving Wanting that. Wanting some cannibal movies. So the best part was uh, before we started the pre-show, I was playing some stuff off of my little iPhone. And, of course, <laughs> I had Cannibal Holocaust theme because it's beautiful. Uh-huh. And it's it always is. funny when people don't know it and they go, oh, what's this from? <laughs> cannibal Holocaust. Oh! Because it's 100% AM gold. It's very... I mean, it is. It's all right with us, it right? It is, it is. So I asked, I was like, hey, does anyone know what this is from? And like several people were like, oh, Cannibal Holly. So I gave something away, right? So when, you know, Dance Macabre is on, Camille Saint Seon's classy, I was Anybody like, I know who this is? Nope. Crickets. <laughs> so we had a chance to kind of like, you know, raise the audience a little, which was fun. Uh, but then we closed things out. Again, you and I both agreed. And we, because usually we like the last film to usually get a little bit more bonkers. Because. Second film occasionally can be a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the meat of the sandwich, even though it was all sugar in this case with the stuff. <laughs> right. But from the get go, uh, a film that you, I know, got a chance to see in theater one with the director. With the director, in, yeah. Uh, we've uh, done a commentary on Patreon, and it is just nuts. It and is, is bonkers. It is way bonkers. And like we said, we hope it's the best film that has a hot Hitler horn section. Uh-huh, and human hush puppies. Uh, 1982's Jackie Kong classic, Blood Diner. <laughs> Madness. Madness. Hail Sheetar. Hail Sheetar. And... 80% seen it for the first time, I'd say, a majority. And that's when we had the uh, the couple in front walk of us, us. The walk out. That Which, was our walkouts. That's admi- another mark of a successful nerd ween Yes. And admittedly, this kind of stuff is not going to be everyone's taste. We understand that. I think it was after the nude aerobics and they walked out. Or a little bit after. <laughs> wow, they sure made it. It looks like they sure made her all-you-can-eat bologna buffet. I think that's what got him. I think that if that doesn't tickle oh. your fancy. Oh, God damn it. And th- those, it's the moments of levity throughout this film because it is not taking it's itself seriously. It is all levity. It is, tongue is firmly in cheek, and we're going to feast upon that tongue because it might be a recipe needed along with the hearts of a bunch of, um, of, of, of non virtuous yes. women's veal virtue and a lot of like. The vomit scene with vitamin C and like, I don't know if you should do that, Stan. The whole ventriloquist dummy. It is madness. It is Although bonkers. I would love to go see a Dino Lee, Dino Lee show. That is a rad concert. It's because of the devotion to the stage to show the rock. 
that no matter even if people are you know breaking out in a zombie fury in your audience, just keep going, keep doing your routines. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, it's hysterical until the point when finally his head his blows head off. His head has to blow up for him to stop rocking. And the introduction of Sheetar and her her Some vagina genitita on the stomach, though very Cronenberg esque. The gutgina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to the point of the end bit of you know what's your what does he say? It's like before like, I slip my hot sausage in you. What's God. your name? Sheetar. Just <laughs> and then we closed everything out. Um, it's ridiculous. It's, it is a it is a bonkers bonkers movie. It's fun. It's not to be taken seriously. And I'd like to think then just I mean, in terms of. I mean, even if it of, opens up because there's going to be ritual, the scenes of depravity, ritual sacrifice, uh, um, all terrible things are all done by professionals. Please don't try this get-go. at home. Yeah, no, it's. It's basically telling you this could be a from the pile from the files of police squad right. blood diner because we get the cop action. But we knew, though, with this kind of sandwich with a satire in the middle. You can go crazy and bombastic. It was with the a bread. fluffy nutter sandwich. Yep. You'd have the <laughs> two nutty peanut butter and then the, the stuff in the middle. So again, thank you to everyone that came and feasted with us with this year's Nerdoween. And of course, the second we finished, we're looking forward to next year. Mm-hmm. And oh, we're already planning. It was very excited. And is it based on again on a pun based on numbers? No, Possibly? I actually we... have I actually talking about some of the stuff that you were talking about earlier. I might have a couple of ideas. Again, seeds are planted. Yeah, the fruit it will bear. Let's just say this: we know going in, we know what ten is, and we might even make it. It'll be a true marathon. It will. It'll be best it'll, of. It'll, it'll it's be gonna a, be best it, of. It's gonna be. It's gonna be worthy of ten years. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So again, thank you to all the the newbies that came out there. All the folks that have been out there from the get-go, we appreciate and love every single one of you. Now, amongst other first-time viewings, Genius, I did get a chance to take in Mona Lisa and and the Blood Moon. Is that good? It's really good. Is it good? It's very- I, I really like Anna Lily Amanapur. She's... That girl walks home at midnight. Yes, is rad. I still have watched, not watched the Bad Batch. Me neither. I've heard mixed things. Me too. But with this one, it's super stylistic. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. It's got Kate Hudson and a great performance, and the main lead. It's basically like an X Men adventure gone wrong. Ooh, it's pretty cool. Ooh. All set in Nolans nah. again. So finding ourselves in Nolans uh, again. Smile. I really dug. I do recommend checking it out. Go see Terrifier too. Terrifier 2 is amazing. Uh, Also, I had a chance to take in Halloween on Halloween. Always love being able to take that in. Always good. Always, I got my uh, Tales of Halloween. I got my trick or treat in for Halloween. Okay, of course. Again, stay true to Sam will be happy. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny. I realized with trick or treat and trick or treat, it's a small difference between an M and an I between Sam and Sammy. I don't know if they did that on purpose. But then also our Friday night frights that we took in for the month of Shocktober. Uh, we kicked things off with a John Carpenter classic, The Thing, and uh, Theater One, it played well. I know it played again later. It played well because it's the freaking thing. Oh, yeah. And Margot Robbie moment. Oh, that oh, it was great. The Thing with the Two Heads trailer. Uh-huh. Played that, so nicely. It still gets a good So go. nicely. We had some really, really, really good Friday Night Frights. It was amazing. So we started with The Thing, and again, the winner of... Uh, this year's uh, Into the Mouth of March Madness. The, we're actually going to be doing that as a commentary uh, next March for Patreon. But then we went from 1982 to 1988, uh, Tom Holland's Child's Play. Mm-hmm. That played well. That played really well. I missed well. that one. We so. had, we had um, people dressed up. 
Of, really? Uh huh. The people came up. Uh, they were in good guy pajamas. A couple of people actually. Um, one was her favorite. Uh, they knew I had a couple of questions ready to go because I had some extra Chucky shit. Sure. And I was like, ah, I had to like, no, you only get one prize. You know, you only get one prize. But... The Chucky fans will dominate. Oh yeah, but it was it was a fun time and it played it played significantly well and I forgot how funny and how like good it, alex vincent is as, as a, a young actor, actor yes so good well he almost elevates it into a more serious film because it's it's a it's a basic b horror film yeah but elevated but with him and the kevin yeager's effects kevin yeager's effects tom holland's direction the chris, stuff sarandon. Mincy, chris sarandon and and of course uh katherine hicks from uh, yeah. the mom from seventh heaven everyone's mom yeah when you put them in peril it worked also i didn't realize the aunt it's Marty from Greece. Always got out of thing for Marty. Now that being said, though, I don't did you Greece see? Enough to know. I know you dislike Greece. Yeah. You are you are the oil to the water to the Greece. The Greece. Um, did you see who they brought back for season two of Chucky in the latest episode? Uh, Tilly. It was a boundary union. You had Meg Tilly. Uh huh. You had Gina Gershon and Joey Pants himself. Really? Yes. So you had a boundary union in there as well. They're doing some amazing work over there. I want. Did Chucky say it's fucking dark in here? They didn't. They were missing out. <laughs> but then uh, we had a chance to go to the year of 1981, uh, going to one of the masters again, Tobey Hooper, and the Funhouse. That was rad. Be a good turnout for great what, turnout. Uh, was not expecting that filled up four at all. Did not expect to sell out of four. No, in fact, when they I talked to them, I was like, "How many sold in advance?" They're like, oh, "About seven. I'm like, oh, "Okay, you know, I, 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 I expected that." It's it's an un, it's not the one that people know for no. Tobey Hooper. Mm-mm. But then by the time, I mean, like by and, the time we saw, I mean, people were like, "Oh, hey!" I'm like, I "Almost, we almost had to do like a nerd a ween." Hey, shifting. it's a sellout because everybody move over. Well, did you? We've had multiple sellouts in this uh, this month, which and when a beautiful. lot of new Thank people, you though, so much, yes. yeah, not a new people. Yes, we have our Friday Night Fright film family, members. and we they love them to death. Absolutely, like like a good cult. If we can expand, if we can expand the family. And, and make more people drink the Kool-Aid. Yes. You know what I'm saying? If we can establish good theater etiquette by Friday Night Frights, right. our, our mission right. is accomplished. But no, it was so happy. And again, shit ton of people were seeing it. A lot of people seeing it for the first time. But then I know a uh, friend of the podcast, Grave, I don't, I'm not sure of his real name, but I know he was there. Grave like, Roberts is dope. And you got to give out love to the uh, Screenland kids. Oh, yes. When they get to like get off work and come join us for Friday Night Frights. Our, our uh, pathway into young youth culture. Yeah. How you doing, fellow young teenage horror lovers? Right? <laughs> they keep us young. Well, and it's great for them ideally. to see some old yeah. school stuff. You know, well, they're film lovers. Yeah, the they are, and they, they want to. They're more appreciative. Well, and you know what's always funny though is when they come up to us and ask us if we've seen the new stuff because they're right. like, "Oh, have you guys seen the new bodies, bodies, bodies?" Like I haven't seen that yet, and I don't know if I want to see it, but because I, I, I feel like I'm old. <laughs> I thought I assumed the same thing. It's hysterical. Okay. It has one of my favorite endings of any movie this year. Kind of, like, It made me laugh the same way that Extraordinary did, where I went, ha! Like a moment like that. I heard it's kind of Clue-esque. It is, but it is kind of a skewering of uh, you know youth culture, but I dug it. But it's so funny to see them as enthused and passionate about the new stuff with the old stuff. Or the, like like I was kind of like, 
I'm going to go see Terrifier 2. And they're like, let us know what you think about it. Tell us what you think. Did you like Terrifier 2? You know, like, and I'm like, okay. And then, like, what are you, what are you going to go see? What's Friday Night Frights? So I'm like, oh, yep. it's this one, this one, this one. Or they're like, hey, I saw this movie. Have you ever heard of this? Like, yes, it's a good movie. Or like, oh, no, it's a bad movie. I like the fact, I don't want to say I feel like we're elder statesmen when it comes to horror. We are. But it's we're kinda, older. It's kind of cool that, like, some of the younger horror and cinema fans are like, hey, do you, have you seen this? What do yep. you think about that? And so I gotta give love to the the Screenland team, uh, and it's the the Topeka crew that are that are that are trekking oh, out, so, out so yeah. much out of their comfort zone. Feel like comes... we should be giving them prizes on the you know <laughs> right? little payola scandal, right? But no, it's it's just nice to see. Like I said, we always see the familiar faces, but then it's nice to see new faces. And again, people hopefully learning to enjoy and just take in movies and embracing the communal theatrical experience and not taking it for granted mm-hmm. that we get to do fun stuff like this. No, it's 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 wonderful. And then we closed out, and this is also again through the podcast, uh, we've been kind of been able to partner up with the Panic Film Festival. Yeah, you know we've made an incredible relationship with them and. Via then our relationship with Screenland, we get to do a lot of fun stuff. And because of that partnership with uh, with Panic Fest, they've got a great relationship with Shudder. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we're the size Spearlings of... Is it size Spearling or Sterling? Spurling. Spurling. The size Spurlings of Shudder. We love it. Uh-huh. But it's very rare to experience a lot of Shudder originals theatrically. Right. It just doesn't happen. It's I've grown accustomed. A Shudder movie I'm either seeing in my basement or on my laptop. That's just how I've grown accustomed with those Shutter exclusives. Mm-hmm. So it was and when I heard, first heard when Adam mentioned this, it was like back at like mid November. He's like, "Hey, I think we're going to be able to do a Shutter double feature, Ooh. a v- the new VHS and this new other newfound footage film." Because our Shutter shoutouts are unofficial double features. You know? Oh, it's just stuff we put together. We put together like here. Here's two movies that go Let's together. Streaming on Shutter. Right. Have Let's, fun. Yeah. Right. Again, the this fr- one is officially sponsored. Yes, by which makes it more exciting. Absolutely. And knowing then, because I've had a pretty good relationship with the VHS series for the most part. Me too. Uh, I aside for a few. I haven't seen the, the 94. I really dug 94. I wasn't the biggest fan of 3. The but viral I, one? But part 1 and 2 have made me eat my words on found footage films right. numerous times. So, yeah. And I also think... Mad when respect to the VHS franchise. I saw new people. I saw some of those younger folk as well in the theater. Did you see all the contingent with all the pajamas and shit? Uh-huh. Like, they were there for a shutter double feature. They were younger. And I think because it is found footage, I think that draws a younger f- fan in a way and i was telling you my theory about that off mic where it's i think it's because they're raised more in pov 99 on moving with, forward that where that stuff was already yeah. more prevalent where it's more shocking and jarring to us because it takes we're so used to normalcy third person sure. <laughs> putting us in like first person we're like holy shit right I don't want to be in anyone's first person. I've got too much Catholic guilt on my own. I can't take on all that other stuff. Right? So it always makes it to put in the POV shop more jarring for us. As to them, that's just another way that they've seen movies from the get-up. So. Well, well, then to have an anthology, just embrace it and right. make a cool little gateway for a number of filmmakers. A number of young filmmakers. And someone from established ones to show off some of their guts. The, yeah. The, the, like, and, like, hey, this is what we can do. And they can get weird. Real weird. And VHS 99 gets weird. It's real weird. Well, <laughs> you got one, one of your thing is Flying Lotus. And that's <laughs> one of your directors. It's going to get Who weird. Who is Flying Lotus? They're a band, but they also directed Kuso. Oh, oh okay. Because So I didn't. I've seen that already for this, and I felt like an old man because I didn't know. I figured 
I assumed it was a collective of some sort. Yeah, it's a band. It's, okay, it's it's a it's that a, counts. Yeah, it's kind of a dude who goes by Flying Lotus, but he makes like a lot of uh, ambient electro music. I actually like Flying Lotus music. Well, and what I liked with this is you get a little bit of punk rock in one of the segments. Mm-hmm. You're you're the 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 um, oh my god, the the wraparound. There's starts, no wraparound. It starts initially as the the found footage with the the with stop the motion stop footage motion thing, but then, then that wraps into another story. The American Pie one, yeah. Which, but, and I think that's what well, talking afterwards. I think that was one of the main not complaints because it was a good anthology. But I think one of the more jarring aspects is all the other VHSs had some sort of like wraparound, the real story. true wraparound, right? Because it started one, and then it stopped with and that. Then it just stopped. This one didn't have any because even the first two there was a through story. Even the third, all the way to the third, there was like okay, trying to get these tapes why, out. Why are we watching? Right. Yeah. What's the point? There was none of that in here. Just, started and so that's why i think that's the one like hey well there's a moment that happened in this movie multiple moments oh where, where people freaked out seeing it with an audience in a theater changed the way i would have experienced be it at home again on the big screen or on a laptop because the moment with the hazing gone wrong segment when the introduction of a certain thing that caused walkouts yes from our uh nerdoween there I can't believe how much spider trauma people freak out. Oh, okay. I'm ter- you... I'm terrified of rats, but I'm not gonna get up and like go. Nope, that's and get that's up out so... and walk out of the thing. That's the majority genius. <laughs> that is the majority when it comes to spiders and people lost. You could hear it, you could see it, and just the claustrophobicness it of was it. Bad. They introduced that coffin. The second this coffin was introduced, you heard people go, "Nope, nope, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh-uh. hell no." So that segment really worked for me, and then the last one. When we do some interdimensional stuff, I giggled. Yeah. And the introduction of a certain character by the name of Mabel is one of my favorites of this year. And I, and technically, there was a not a deal breaker moment in the American Pie segment. I looked, I was like, oh my god, man. There was not. There was multiple not a deal moments, not a deal breaker moments in this movie. <laughs> so yeah, VHS ninety nine. I really dug. Now. That being said, it was a double feature, and we took in... It's almost a Mabel double feature, because Mabel the was... The same team the, behind, uh-huh. that one was part of Deadstream. So, I did bow out for this one, because of me staying on brand, I was a little tired, anxiety, all this and that. So, I had heard decent things about it, and I finally saw the trailer at last Friday's Friday Night Fright, because we always show the next uh, week's Friday Night Fright. Mm-hmm. It looks fun. It is. It's fun. It's a funny movie, and it's, it's, a, it's a fun presence. I just didn't like the main character. Okay. I just found him kind of annoying. And okay. I think that was on purpose because he's he's supposed to be a YouTube celebrity that fell from grace that's trying to get back in good graces. Do you think this is akin or maybe a less extreme version of the character in Dashcam? I haven't seen Dashcam. But you know. But I know of, the, of him. Yeah. No, this guy is like, he's not annoying to be annoying just to be like like that lady yeah he's just one of those annoying youtubers give me some like, clicks uh, like subscribe yeah hit the notification button right where yep. he's he's not mean-spirited about it he's just like hey i'm annoying and i got a very annoying voice ah! you know so so i know that's the point of view of it the thing that surprised me were the monsters that i saw the brief snippets of them. monsters were rad the gore was cool the the, the setup and the scenes of the execution like i said everything was well done mm-hmm. the scares were well crafted there was a lot of scene and i'm not saying that i i hate this movie at all 
I would have liked it a little bit better, but I found myself saying, God damn, that guy's voice is annoying, or his screams are just so grating. I remember we were listening on a way back from, I think it was Monster Palooza, one of those that I had you listen to the the um, the Crab Feast podcast, and Ryan Slick- Sickler's laugh annoyed you, and I know yeah. it was one of those things like, I can't you know, get over That's it. That's why I can't it has watch that moment, yeah. the dead meat, James A. Yeah. Janice's the delivery. Voice. It's just, yeah, this is what we're going to do. So I know that can it take you out. It really takes me yeah. out of it sometimes. And he was almost at the point where it would take me out. But the setups, the execution, again, the, the scares, mm-hmm. the the direction, the, 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 the funny. I mean, there was some legit funny stuff, and there was some legit scary stuff. Okay, question. I'm going to be watching it soon because it's going to be, and I've seen that. Should I watch it downstairs on the projector or upstairs, earbuds in on a laptop? I think to add more to the do, do you because I'm the wondering thing, if like here's the thing that I think it would the scares would work better on the big screen. Mm-hmm. However, for the full immersive experience, I think watching it on YouTube right. would be the way to go because so, he's streaming it for his followers, and so periodically, some authenticity. Yeah, periodically things would pop up on the okay. on the thing. I think this, laptop it will be then. Yeah, so for the more authentic watch, laptop. For more, Ooh. for to actually, if you want to get super scared, I think big screen. Okay, that is because fair. this kill it looks cool. Yeah, and Mabel is in it. She plays multiple characters. Awesome. Then I'm I'm very much looking forward to that. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, M- 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 Mabel's rad. No, so yeah, the Friday Night Frights during Shocktober were fantastic. Um, I know we both took in Halloween Ends. Had some thoughts on that, uh, but I, I liked it. I know I we mean, both we I both enjoyed more, it. Yeah, I we both enjoyed it. Again, we were talking about um, the barbarian hate, the resurgence of it. As more people are seeing Halloween ends, there's more hate. But here's the thing: I'm seeing more defenders too. There are people that will go to bat for it. I'm seeing people. A lot of people are like, look, I used to hate it, but upon second rewatch, and then on the flip, when I first re- when I first saw it. I, I I liked it on the second when it streamed. I realized it was dumb or blah blah blah. blah. So like, hmm. I want. I can't wait a few years to see where the cards lie on this movie. It takes big swings. I will not. I will definitely give it that. Now, also, I had a chance to take in going back to Stray Cat. Uh, they put together their first little mini horror marathon, uh, all programmed by uh, the patrons of Stray Cat, and there were a number. Of good options in there. Uh, I won't lie. I voted for Spookies a few few times. Spookies. A little weird one. But the final lineup by voting was uh, the Sorority House Massacre, Night of the Demon, and uh, Slumber Party Massacre 2. Now, I've actually just watched Slumber Party Massacre 2 for the first time not too long ago. So my main thing was to make sure to take in the Sorority House Massacre and Night of the Demon because... I've never seen those. So getting a chance again, theatrically, seeing them with a crowd makes a difference. And again, Sorority House Massacre, let's just say this. John Carpenter, James Cameron could probably could have a good lawsuit on this film. I'm not surprised it's Italian. Is it like Turkish slasher film? Very much so. It's Turkish Halloween? Very Halloween. Uh, but <laughs> Night of the Demon, just the I've seen that is very it's a, much. It's an I've seen that for me, but I know that it's Bigfoot ripping off dicks. You got it. Yeah, I've seen that. So to see it with people, to see them react to it, to be able to on my little seat go, Dumb. you know, this, did you have to hit it a lot? Did you T-Rex it? I thought I had to a few times. There's a, there is another, God damn, there's a lot of AM gold in this one. A lot of making love in the Chevy van. Is that all right with me? Well, not all right by Bigfoot because he quite interrupts a lot in this oh, movie. Oh yeah, Cockwalker Bigfoot. And then a few, 
Cock ripper, cock block rip. Cock block and rips. A lot of he- hairy bob and man ass. Mm-hmm. But only one time do we got to break out the dong on. Oh. It's, it's a 97 minute long movie. It should have been 65. 87 would be comfortable because there are moments where they linger on shots in this and it is uncomfortable where you start like it's the Simpsons rake gag gone wrong, basically. Oh, yeah. Where it's like learn to cut, but still memorable. So thank you, Stray Cat, for that. Thank you, Screenland, for, again, all the things that happened in the month of Shocktober. This is, again, the most wonderful time of the year. It's it's a busy time of the year, but mm-hmm. we're looking forward to Christmas in December where oh, we've yeah. got other stuff going oh, on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's always a good time to take stock into, you know, of all this stuff that happens. So uh, final thoughts on uh, this uh, Shocktober? Okay. This is going to sound terrible. I'm glad it's over, you know, because, I mean, October is a busy, busy month for us. But at the same time, I'm so glad it happened. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that we're still looking forward to next year. And all that stuff. But when I say I'm glad it's over, it's just like, whew, take a know, breath, take a breath. But I wouldn't change it for the world. I think everything that, again, a successful, fun, memorable October was made. And a lot of that has to do with you, my friend. And as well, you. Yes. So, yeah, if the Halloween hangover episode exists because of, you know, the shenanigans that we found ourselves in at this point. Now, that being said, for the month of November, we are going to be. Getting classy? We're getting folksy. Folksy, that's appropriate. We're, We're dipping g- our toe in the folk horror, horror, and I'll tell you what, Midsummer is not on the menu. <laughs> that would be... I, what would what would we have to do to devote an episode to Midsommar? Get me drunk. <laughs> Question. Would anyone be interested in a belligerent drunk genius... No, all the gloves are off. Talking Midsommar, and listen, I and like I don't even drink. And yeah, and I like Midsommar, so I can. This will be the rare occasion where we would have probably deferring views. We'd have a drunk commentary. Oh, that's the thing. We'll, we'll do the director's just, cut, so it's like three hours yeah, of you just, just me. Just oh, that's gonna have to be like that. Would be a GoFundMe. That wouldn't be our regular Patreon. That wouldn't be for Valleys. That'd have to be. Yeah, it would help fund your hospital visit afterwards because of the drunk it, it, levels no, you get. It would, it would be have to fund my no to buy my new TV because you know at some point in time something's gonna get tossed through it. God damn it! Stop crying! Psh, fuck you, Will Powder and your Will Powder face. Psh, you know, just something. Needless to say, our picks. One's going to be contemporary, two are going to be classic. (laughs) We are looking forward to that journey. So until that time, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we'll see you in your dreams. And I'd like you to get the fuck out of here.